Have you ever sat down and thought that you were supposed to start a podcast? Have you ever wondered how you're going to do that and how that will work? Anchor.fm is the link where this podcast is recorded. It is so helpful, so easy to do. Now, come on, people. If I can do it, y'all can do it. I'm telling you what. So (laughs) go to anchor.fm, start your podcast, and follow what God is calling you to do. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Welcome to season nine of the Anchored by the Sword podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today to hear the freedom story of the person being interviewed and learn how they became more anchored to God and to his word. I pray that you would be able to glean something off of their story today, even if it isn't your individual story. God bless and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Anchor by the Sword podcast. This guest, I am so excited to have her on. When I started this podcast, Holly was one of the first people I thought of that I would love to have on here. here. And I am so glad and blessed that we are able to have this work. So Holly Gerth, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Gina. Absolutely. Can you tell people more about yourself? Sure. I am a writer, author of a few books and also mama to Lavelle. We adopted her when she was 20. She aged out of the foster system. So I'm also Nana to Eula and Clem and have been married to my husband, Mark for 22 years. And we live in Northwest Arkansas. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, your um, the adoption story that you guys have with Lavelle is a really interesting story. Um, can we dig into that? Sure. Yeah. That's actually my freedom story that I wanted to talk about today because I feel like God set me free from expectations through that because I had Mm -hmm. this expectation of this is what my family is going to look like. This is Mm -hmm. what my family has to look like. And through a decade of infertility, it turned out that was not what God had in mind. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my story too. Um, because I cannot have children of my own. Um, right now we just have fur babies, which they're great. And we get to be aunt and uncle to a lot of kids. Yeah. So it's yeah. been a huge blessing for that. Yeah. And same with us. So Mark and I got married and mm-hmm. we thought, okay, we'll have kids the usual way. We know how that works. And <laughs> all our friends, um, started having kiddos and month after month, year after year, it just didn't happen for us. And mm-hmm. One night I was watching a documentary on, I think it was 2020 about kids who age out of the foster system Mm -hmm. and something in my heart just said, that is not okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, who walks them down the aisle or rocks their babies or helps them figure out their careers. Like Mm -hmm. we need parents when we're older too. And so when people would ask me, have you thought about adopting? I started answering, well, if I adopt, I'm going to adopt a 20 year old. (laughs) And so someone finally said, have you heard about saving grace. And it turned out there was a transitional living home being built in our town for girls who 
aged out of the foster system or would otherwise be homeless. And so I connected with the founder a few years later and ended up going to a banquet celebrating the accomplishments of the girls. And my daughter Lavelle was there that night and we connected and through a series of events, it became clear that she was the kiddo that God had in mind for us. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And she's a writer too, as well. She is. She's a writer. She's also down. This has been, she's been in our lives almost 10 years, which I can't believe it'll be 10 years next November. And so we met when she was 20, she is now almost 30 (laughs) and married has kiddos is about to graduate with her master's degree in counseling this December, just took her, her licensing exam last week. So she is going to be a counselor who works with foster kids like her. So very full circle. It's in her freedom story, going from being a foster kid to now being able to go back into that system and make a difference. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Won't he do that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, um, going through all of your journey with that, how's God really just besides, you know, having them come into your life and everything, how is he just like blown your socks off with the whole situation? Yeah, well, I think we all have this idea that we can control our lives. I certainly did. I thought, I know, you know, I can make this happen. I can control this outcome. And I learned I couldn't. And that is a hard lesson to learn. There's not pain when I talk about it now, but there definitely was along the way. I did a lot of crying in bathrooms and praying angry prayers. And the good thing is God can take all that is what I found out. You know, Mm -hmm. I learned that I didn't have to be okay. I remember for a long time, we didn't tell anyone that we were struggling with infertility. And one night at our small group, I decided I really felt like it was time. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to hear like, you just need to pray harder or you're so blessed. Why is this a problem for you? Like, you know, and instead Mm -hmm. everyone just wrapped their arms around us and said, that's hard. Or I've been there too. Mm -hmm. And we're with you. And it was such an aha moment for me as a recovering perfectionist to realize it's like, it was okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. And that was something I needed to know. And then just God blew me away through the details of how the story turned out. Like we have Mm -hmm. a little granddaughter, Eula. And so Lavelle changed our, her name, last name to ours on August 28th. Like that's the official, like we went before the judge day. So we call it girth day and celebrate it like a birthday Mm -hmm. in our family. And so Eula was born on girth day. Oh my goodness. And so all those years when I thought God's timing is off, like, has he forgotten me? Have I done something wrong? Mm -hmm. He was like, Holly, I had it down to the day the whole time. Like Mm -hmm. it was always on track. It just didn't look the way you expected And so little things like that, and it's not always like that. There are many other stories in my life where I don't have something like that to point to, but Mm -hmm. that in particular was just really healing for my heart to know, okay, God, God had this all along. It just looked different than I planned. Mm -hmm. I love that story. Like, um, every time I hear that story, cause this isn't the first time I've heard it, but I just love it so much. And I just love how he just turned everything and literally was like here (laughs) this is it total surprise but exactly what you need (laughs) exactly exactly so how did you get into starting to write 
Well, my grandparents had a Christian bookstore. So Uh I was that little girl with a big stack of books who (laughs) always dreamed of being a writer. My mom has my first book that I wrote when I was five (laughs) about a cake. No surprise there. Carbs are still inspiring to me as a writer. Yep. (laughs) So I, yeah, I always dreamed of being a writer. Then I majored in English in college. I became an intern for day spring cards Mm -hmm. while I was still in college, actually Christmas break, my freshman year, I sent them some card ideas being totally clueless. The sales rep had come to my grandparents' store Mm -hmm. and my sweet little Nana had said, I have a granddaughter who wants to be a writer. Can she send you some ideas? And Nana's are irresistible. So the sales guy was like, Sure. So I sent some in and not knowing they didn't usually accept freelance. They'd never had an intern, but God opened the door and they accepted some of my ideas. I became their very first intern and worked for them for about a decade after I graduated before transitioning out to write books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's actually how I first heard about you is from some of your earlier books. So how many books have you written now? I think my next one coming out is my 20th, which is crazy. So yeah. Wow. (laughs) At some point there are like lots and lots of children, right? You're like, there's a lot of them. (laughs) They're out there doing their thing. So yeah. But I think, I think I'm coming up on 20. That's amazing. When is your next one coming out? It is coming out in May, 2023. It's a guided journal for introverts. So I'm excited about that. I've never done a guided journal before. So that's Uh a first. (laughs) Yeah. Your most recent book beside, I know you just put out the devotional, the anxiety devotional, but you also had a book recently about introverts. I actually have it in my library. Um, so what was the, what was the whole, um, inspiration behind that book? Yeah, well, I found out I was an introvert in college through a campus Mm -hmm. ministry. They did this personality workshop and it was such an aha moment. Like one of those, I look back and I can remember exactly where I was and how it felt. And Mm -hmm. it was just this light bulb, you know, because I didn't realize there are a whole lot of other people who went through the world in a similar way Mm -hmm. that didn't always love small talk that sometimes (laughs) hid in the bathroom that needed to recharge differently. And so- Uh That was helpful. And then I ignored that for a very long time, especially Mm -hmm. when I started writing books and being asked to speak, I just told myself, okay, I have to be an extrovert that goes with the job. Mm -hmm. Like I, that's just part of it. And Mm -hmm. I didn't pause to ask like, God, are you asking this of me? Or is this just something I've put on myself? And I pushed myself into burnout, trying to be Mm -hmm. someone I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And in a year where I spoke so many times in the last conference I went to, I was a keynote Saturday night, Sunday morning in worship. I couldn't stop crying and Mm -hmm. felt like God was saying it's time to go home. Mm -hmm. And I knew he meant get on the plane, go home, take a long nap because I definitely needed that. But also Mm -hmm. go home to who I created you to be, Mm. go home to who you really are. And so that's when I really started digging into what does it actually mean to be an introvert? Mm -hmm. and also coaching other women who were feeling the same way, talking to people. And I learned from the research that being an introvert isn't even about how much we like people or not. We love people equally. 
just about how our brains and nervous systems are wired. So I realized God made me an introvert on purpose for a purpose. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to change who I am. I'm designed for his purpose for my life. And so as I discovered that and found freedom, I started wanting to help others experience the same thing. And so I took all the aha moments that had been helpful to me and strategies and things I'd read and put it into one book, The Powerful Purpose of Introvert. So I loved writing that book because it was so helpful for me personally, but Mm -hmm. it's been really satisfying to hear from other introverts how helpful it has been for them too. Yeah, definitely. I myself am an extrovert, but yeah, I just, I, I can see how that would really help. And plus it helps us extroverts understand introverts. Yes. Well, yeah, definitely. And, you know, vice versa, my daughter Lavelle that I talked about, she is an extreme extrovert. Mm -hmm. And so it's been fun. You know, I wish I had the extrovert version of my book because I would totally (laughs) read it, but it's been fun to be like, okay, God made you exactly who you are. And I Mm -hmm. love your energy and your enthusiasm. Like she'll say, I'll be your designated extrovert. Like we went to get ice cream (laughs) last week and we needed to like go back and get another thing to take to Eula and all this. And like my husband and I are both introverts and she jumps up from the table and it's like, don't worry, mom and dad, I'll be your designated extrovert. <laughs> she <laughs> like goes that. and talks to the cashier for us, you know? <laughs> um, and so I love that. Like, I think that's my desire. It's, it's not, I like introverts better. Or I like extroverts better, right. but I like all of us being who God made us to be. I mm-hmm. think that is when the world is really a a stronger, braver, better place is when we all just say, Hey, this is who I am. This is who you are. How can we be better together? Mm -hmm. That is, that is so good because it is hard for us to understand people who aren't necessarily on our same level when it comes to how we interact with people and what our brains do and everything. So thank you for writing that. Cause like I said, it does help. It did help me to understand my introvert friends a little bit better. Yeah, and my nephews sure my nephews are all introverts like they're all like you know unless they're in a group of people my nephew's in the band so when he's with band people he is a full-on crazy person but then with everybody else he doesn't even like to order at restaurants so yeah like that so I completely understand that (laughs) yeah and I've found that like I keep trying to find a, a name for it, but introverts often have one role in their lives where they look like extroverts because mm-hmm. there are a lot of well-known introverts like Oprah Winfrey, Joanna mm-hmm. Gaines, Tom Brady, Jerry Seinfeld, all introverts, but wow. they have this one role where they go into a different mode. It's usually a specific job where they're really passionate about what they're doing and Mm -hmm. are good at it. Yeah. And so it's interesting. And then I think extroverts do the same thing. Like I have a friend named Heidi, who's Mm -hmm. definitely an extrovert, but when she writes, she's a novelist. Mm -hmm. She goes into introvert mode and she can do that. Like she can do sit at the computer, create be in that more reflective space alone Mm -hmm. when she's in that zone. So that's fine. I haven't figured out how to explain it, but I keep seeing it that both Mm -hmm. types tend sometimes have one area where they switch Mm -hmm. for a specific purpose. Wow. Wow. That's really cool. That's really cool research and really cool to know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, one of your, one of your books is one of my favorites. 
uh, fierce hearted. Oh, like yeah. that, that is one of those books that I will always have on the shelf. And if I have to give it somebody, I will buy another one just so I keep having it on the shelf Aww, because I just, you. I just loved the whole concept of it. Can we get into that a little bit for people who have never read it? Yeah, I actually wrote that out of a really hard season in my life. Like I had been really hurt by someone close to me and mm -hmm. I thought I'm done. Like I am, I am done. I'm shutting down my heart. I'm turning off the porch light, like no more. And I was on a plane flying to go see my publisher. And I remember telling Jesus that like, I'm done. I'm not doing, I'm not putting my heart out there anymore. It's too painful. Mm -hmm. And I felt like he said, okay, like if you decide to do that, I will love you just as much. But if you want to learn a different way of living, I'll help you. Mm -hmm. And so I was like sobbing, like, you know, trying not to scare my seatmate. And <laughs> I'm sure they wanted to like push the little button and be like, stewardess, we have a situation. <laughs> and so these words started coming to my mind and my heart. So I pulled out my little, I think it was my Kindle was all I had with me. It was something random mm -hmm. in typing. And I typed out a fierce hearted manifesto, which mm -hmm. became the start of the book. Um, so it says like a fierce hearted woman looks life in the face and says, you can't beat me knows love is risk and reaches out anyway, just all the things I wanted to be and was terrified to be in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so again, I sort of wrote my way through that book. Like it's a raw book out of all of mm -hmm. mine. Like I write, a, I wrote on the day I went to the doctor and got on medication for depression. Like, and I thought I could wait until I'm on the other side of this story, but I felt like Jesus was saying right in it, like right from the place that is painful and hard because that is what's real and God's name is I am, you know, and I think mm -hmm. there's a reason for that. Like the place where we can his, experience his presence the most is this present moment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our present moments are messy and hard mm -hmm. and we don't want to share them until we're, we've cleaned them up or walked through them. But mm -hmm. I think the place where we can connect with God and the place where we can really connect with each other is from there. And mm -hmm. so that book is a from their book. It's, <laughs> it's not a 10 years ago. I went through this, you know, yeah. um, it's a, here I am riding my way through this hard season of my life and I'm in a different season now, but mm -hmm. I'm glad, I'm glad I wrote my way through that one. Yeah. And I think that is why it's one of my favorites because I went through a similar situation and reading and I was still dealing with the hurt that I had felt as well so I think that's why I know that's why it's one of my favorite books is because it was so real but it was also one of those like calling out books yeah and I just love that it's like calling you up calling you out like you know what are you going to mm -hmm. do with this now <laughs> yeah yeah so, so I really love that just to switch gears just a little bit. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so when you were going through all the hard times, you know, any hard time that you've been going through in your life, infertility, all of the things, what verses kept you anchored? Yeah, there's a verse that is Proverbs 19, 21. And it says many are the plans in a person's heart, but God's purpose prevails. Mm -hmm. And I had that on my desk on a plaque. I think my version was like a paraphrase. It said many are the plans. She knew that many 
or the planes in our heart, but God's purpose would prevail. Mm-hmm. And that just helped me because I had all these plans that kept not working out, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, okay, even if none of my plans are working out, I can trust God's purpose is going to prevail. Like there's something at work bigger than what I can see, like mm-hmm. in my family story, in my struggles with anxiety and depression, in my season of burnout as an introvert, like I keep making plans. They keep going sideways. God <laughs> keeps working anyway. Mm-hmm. And so that is one I still go back to again. I've been praying it again a lot, actually, you know, to say, okay, I'm going to make plans because that's what we do. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm going to keep trusting that there's a bigger purpose at work. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I love that verse. Um, I'll put that in the show notes for everybody to see. Um, yeah, I, I just have a few more things for you, but the first thing I want to say is thank you. You know, thank you for, for following what God has called you to thank Mm -hmm. you for doing all of the things, writing what he's told you to write, writing when you didn't want to, and for sitting and recognizing, uh, when he was calling you to write specific things and to specific people. And Mm -hmm. I just, you know, like I said, I want to thank you for that. Thank you, Gina. That means a lot to me. It really does. I tell people, thank you a lot and I'm going to cry, but with you, it's just, like I said, the stuff that I've seen you write. And like I said, fierce hearted, Mm -hmm. because I went through a friendship where she literally, I lost my grandma and she left, she walked away from me. Mm, I'm sorry. It was a friendship. I got hurt mm -hmm. into yeah. yeah, it was, it was a really hard one. And I, I talked about it on a podcast that I was just on, mm-hmm. but that was the last time I was ever really suicidal mm-hmm. and it got really bad. Like it was yeah. really, really dark. Yeah. So like I said, when I read your book and, you know, and I've read your other book, you know, your other books too. And I've actually given those to other people, mm-hmm. except for, I have still, uh, you were made for a God-sized dream. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I wouldn't be in places where I am if it wasn't for mm. you and a handful of other people doing what you do. Mm, thank you. So. Gina. That means a lot to me. It really You're does. Welcome. Where can people find you? The best place to find me is my site, hollygirth.com. Mm-hmm. My name has an E in it. H-O-L-L-E-Y-G-E-R-T-H.com. Awesome. And you have some fun freebies on your website as well. I do. Yes. You can sign up for a 15 minutes, your mission statement document. I have a special page for introverts. I have info about my podcast, more than small talk and a page for the new anxiety Devo that has resources there as well. So all kinds of goodies on my site. That is so cool. And you guys go check out her podcast too, because it is really fun to be in the fourth chair. (laughs) <laughs> so to know what that means, you need to go listen. It's, it is really fun to be in the fourth chair. <laughs> yes. Be a fourth chair friend. <laughs> <laughs> so again, Holly, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and for hanging out with me. And, you know, this, we're now in a season where we're in a new year. Um, what kind of encouragement can you give people going into this year? Yeah, I think based on what we've talked about is, pause and say, what expectations am I carrying into this year that I've wrapped my hands and heart around and said, it has to be this way or I won't be okay. And open 
your hands and heart and say, God, I'm going to pursue the plans that are in my heart, but I'm going to trust that your purpose is going to prevail. And I invite you, Jesus, to surprise me with something better than I might have been able to imagine. Amen. Amen. And he will do it. He will yes, do it. he will. <laughs> so again, thank you so much for joining me today. And guys, you guys have a great week. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I pray that each of you will take something from this episode, that you will be challenged, that you will be encouraged in your walk with God. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review so that other people can find this and other people can listen to the stories of God's redemption. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.